Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we bless and exhort you to magnify, Lord, your holy name. We appreciate you for your faithfulness, your love. The power that's in thee, your wisdom. We demand, God, that even now you communicate to us that, O Lord, which you have desired and determined for us this day. That we walk in the light of that, O God, which you are revealing. Because you said, if we walk in thee, we shall not stumble, for you are the light, you are the day. Grant us that wisdom and understanding today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to continue, and this is going to be the last verse, I mean the last section of Visions and Revelations. This is part number five, Visions and Revelations. I urge you to go back and take a look and those, listen to those uh, series, I mean the parts we've been dealing with, one to four, so that you have a comprehensive understanding of what we're dealing with. And uh, it means such a blessing across the nations for those who have received this. Again, our text is Acts chapter 2 verse 17 and 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. So Acts 2 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Amen. And as the Lord told us that the word visions there is horaces. Horaces is the act of gazing, that is, externally or an aspect of that which is eternal, an inspired appearance that what it means by vision sight amen and then we went down to the book of second corinthians chapter 12 and looking at verse 1 bible said it's not expedient for me that less to glory i will come to visions and revelations of the lord paul speaking so i knew a man in christ about 40 years ago whether in the body I cannot tell whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God know it, such a one caught up to the third heaven. So what he describing here again is that he got a vision that he can't really say whether it was alive or it was in the realm of another world, which is spirit. But he saw something that was not lawful to speak about at that particular time. And what actually he meant to say was, if he communicates what he saw in this vision, the people were not ready for it, they can receive it. And I tell you, there are some certain visions that you can receive that are unique for a season before you speak about them. You keep them until the appointed time that God has determined that those visions be released to the people. 
And uh, last week I tried to make us see, I think we ended in the place of prophetic visions. Uh, you can still remember that. Prophetic visions, that's where we stopped last week. Um, so I'm just going to take about two or three and then move on, on to what we have today. So I read the book of Nahum, or Nahum 1 verse 1. And I said that's a vision against Nineveh. And so Nahum verse 1 verse 1, the Bible says... The body of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum the Escrocite, God is jealous, and the Lord revenged, the Lord revenged and is spoke furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserved wrath for his enemies. This the, the the vision that Nahum saw. This is a prophetic vision. He was trying to describe what's going to happen. Amen. But it was a vision and it called the body of Nineveh. All right. Then Obadiah, verse 1, there's a declaration against Edom. Again, it's a vision. Obadiah, verse 1, it says, The vision of Obadiah, thus hear the Lord God concerning Edom. We have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye. And let us rise up against her in battle. Verse 2 says, Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen that are greatly despised. Then 3 says, The pride of thy heart have deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the cleft of the rock, whose habitation is high, that seeth in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground. This is a vision that Obadiah had concerning Edom and what God intends to do concerning that nation. Again, like I'm saying, this is prophetic vision. And this contains a prophecy was given, but it's a vision. So we call it prophetic vision. Similar to what we have called, I'll be saying, night vision and so on and so forth. And so again, the book of John, in Revelation chapter 1 verse 1, and that's a vision given to John, to Apostle John. Here, Revelation 1 verse 1, the Bible says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must surely come to pass. And he sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw. Hallelujah. So again, we find out the book of Revelation was a vision. And remember, here the scripture is saying the vision was shortly going to pass, come to pass. So you need to also understand. Hallelujah. And remember, John will say, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He got his vision when he was in the spirit. And that also means that if you truly have come, you must come to the place of understanding the book of Revelation, you have to be where he was. And that is to say you've got to be in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Because most of what he said here, he simply used symbols to demonstrate what God was showing him. Uh, for instance, you begin to see uh, Jesus Christ riding on a white horse, the Lamb of God with a sharp sword, two edged sword in his mouth, and with his name written on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Have you read that in the book of Revelation? 
And also, that's why people sometimes when they say, this is going to be literally fulfilled. So, what you're expecting to be fulfilled is to see Jesus come in a physical dimension with his sword in his mouth, with eyes like fire, the feet like brass, riding on the white horse. Accidentally, we don't see horses anymore. They're all relegated to a certain region. And then, with the name written on his thighs, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. So, you've got to understand all of this thing, that they are symbolic. The shaft we just saw in his mouth is nothing but the word of God. Is that okay? The white horse he's riding on is speaking about a victorious king coming from the battle, riding on a white horse. The white horse speaks of righteousness. So, his victory is being proclaimed, and then he got the victory through the word. And not just that, he's riding in the truth into your heart to dislodge the enemies that are resident in your heart, which is supposed to be the seat of the kingdom of God. Amen? So when he comes in, take over, he establishes righteousness within you. That's what it means. All of this is not symbolic. So what I'm trying to say is, this was a vision given, so God gives you vision, easy symbols, to interpret to you or to give to you what he has in mind. So you should be able to decode some of those elements to get the meaning of what he wants to say or what he's trying to talk to you about. Praise the living God. Are you there? Okay, so I'm really going to be dealing with type of visions today. Type of visions. Um, so first of all, we have... Yeah, what I call spiritual vision. Spiritual visions. Now, spiritual visions are they are static, stationary pictures or images that flashes through our spirit as our spiritual eyes is open to the spirit realm. They are images, pictures that are flashed, you know. On the face, if you will, of our spirit, and we'll be able to see pictures of images just like a flash. Amen? And this is done when our eyes are open to the spirit realm. Our eyes are open to the spirit realm. I tried to explain that, I remember, when I spoke about Ezekiel, who, though was sitting with the elders of Israel, but the Lord took him to Jerusalem, to the temple, and began to show him idols. Remember that? Very good. So, that's a flash. You know, your eyes are open, and yet you can see something that other people sitting around you cannot see. Those are spiritual visions. Is that okay? Alright. These two repeat themselves at various times during a single service or on a different days or services. Spiritual vision can repeat themselves sometimes. Remember in Job 13, we said up before 33, right? God said, He speak at once, here twice. Is that okay? So spiritual vision can come more than once. But you have to be able to understand that if you get in this vision coming to you regularly, more than one time, God is actually talking. So what is left for you to do is to see how you can interpret the element in those visions. To get the mind of God for what he's talking about. Amen? Alright. Praise the Lord. So most often, voices or sound are not associated with visions. Again, you've got to get that. Most often, sound and 
you know, voices are not associated with visions. Because remember, I used to talk to you, I talked to you, I think, in the second um, section on some of the elements that accompany visions. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. So yeah, we'll find that in visions, you probably may not hear voices, you may not hear sound. Um, for instance, you see, it was like a dream vision, the case of Nebuchadnezzar. You could see the image, but you were not hearing any sound. Nobody was talking to him, but you could see the image. The gold, the brass, the iron, and so on and so forth. Is that okay? Right. But there was no sound coming in. It was like a dream vision. So, in visions, the image could be static. They just flash through. In this case, they are flashing through your spirit, not in the dream vision. Your eyes are open. They will just flash. You will see them. Praise the Lord. Most often, the natural eyes are closed during spiritual visions. Again, in this. It, is, it can happen when your eyes are open, but it can also happen when your eyes are closed. So, for instance, if uh, uh, in, the, in the ministry, like a service, and then the pastor says, let's pray, close your eyes. It is, it is not wrong. Most often what you do, you're trying to get yourself from being distracted by people around you, by the things you see. And when you close your eyes, sometimes when you're praying, you can literally see visions. You know, things can just flash in your spirit man eyes and you begin to see some things that ordinarily you cannot see. So, it, it happens faster, if I may use the word, when your eyes are closed. Praise the Lord. Alright. It happens when our spirit is being activated with intensity and communication, communicated such that in times of intense prayers, it can happen at that time. One of the times that you have spiritual visions is when you are, maybe your eyes are closed, you're kneeling down or you're praying. You can see visions at a particular time. They are, they are generally very, very important things that God shows you at a particular moment. Because the moment of communication, you're talking to God, and God begins to bring some things to your spirit. Amen? Yeah. If I really spend time doing this, it is always uh, happening. Most often, when I need them to pray, and my eyes are closed, I'll be seeing things. Quicker and faster than when my eyes are open. One of the things is when your eyes are open, you get distracted a lot. And that is why when you talk about going to your secret place to play, to pray, you see, you go in there, you are alone there. When you say enter into that chamber and shut that doors, what he's trying to say is don't allow any distraction externally to distract you from focusing in God. Because when you start praying in that way, when you shut the doors against everything else, God begins to communicate to your mind. You begin to see things in the spirit. Amen? So, you can call it a quiet time. People call it quiet time. Others call it sacred time. Whatever thing you want to call it, it's important you come into that practice, that you find time on your own to be alone sometime. Maybe you wake up in the morning, you just go on your knees, and then begin to talk to God. Some people feel, okay, you have to walk around and all that. Well, whichever way is applicable. For me, the best way I get into these things is when I kneel down to pray. I shut my eyes off 
and then I just communicate. So you get visions when you truly want to communicate with God. When you pray in times of prayer, God shows you a lot of things. Amen? Okay. Now, visions drives and inspires the believer to move deeper into the communion with God. It is devotionally very fruitful with its benefit to our lives. I want you to get this. It drives you. Now, if you, if you come to the place where you kneel down and you're talking to God and you're seeing vision, you will want to repeat that. You want to always come into that. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yeah, these are experiences. I remember when I was growing up in the faith, it used to be a regular experience for me. Very regular. And I would just kneel down, even when I come from school, when I was teaching, the first thing I do as soon as I pull off my clothes is to kneel down and pray. And when I go into prayers, I'll be saying things. It, you know, so sometimes when people say, well, you walk around to pray, it's good. It is when you develop to a level in your spiritual walk with God, that's when some of those things can flow when you're walking around. But it's quicker when you lock in. By that I mean you shut yourself in, you focusing on God, you begin to say things. Like what I was sharing with us on Friday, you know, there was this friend of mine who called me that the wife is in labor in the hospital and the thing is becoming critical that I should pray. And I knelt down to pray and as I was praying, I saw this fish, he's swimming and then I find that as he was swimming towards the edge, the water was drying out and he came to a place and locked the neck on something that looks like bridge stream and then the fish could not go and the water got dried up. And I know that that lady was not going to come through because she got stuck in that place. And then the next day I was called as she's passed on. So, there are things that the Lord shows you when you kneel down to pray. You close your eyes. Amen? Even if you're on the bed, you lie down, you close your eyes, you meditate and you see things. It gets quicker than I believe when you're walking around. Because you're walking around, you're going to be distracted. Praise the living God. Alright, so those are visions. Um, most of what we call night visions, if you will. Then, the big aspect is what I call an open vision. An open vision. Here, the natural eyes are open when, number one, it takes place through, I mean, take place there, though you can see things with your natural eyes, your spiritual eyes are open to the spirit realm. This is a typical example of what I said concerning Ezekiel. That the Lord had to show the idols in the temple. His natural eyes were open, but his spiritual eyes could see things that his natural eyes are not seeing. Is that okay? Are you getting what I'm talking about? Right. Your eyes are open, but you're seeing stuff. You're looking like this, but it's like you are not there. What you're seeing is different. That's what I mean. By open vision. Praise the Lord. Amen? So your eyes could be open, but you can grasp things in the spirit. In other words, your spirit is just walking. Your spirit eyes are open to see the realm of spirit. And your natural eyes are similarly are not seeing that. You could be sitting with somebody and you're seeing something else. You could be talking with someone and you're seeing something else. Those are spiritual visions. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Have you had some time, little children... They can just be with you and then all of a sudden they begin to shout and say, 
Why else I say, see, see, somebody is passing by. You see? If I have like that, right? Good. So it's a similar thing I'm talking about. They can perceive spirits because of their age, because of their mind, innocence. That's in their spirit. They can perceive spirit. You know, the same thing. You can see some things even when your eyes are open. But this also depends on development. How you've been able to develop your spirit man. Right? Praise the Lord. Okay. Okay, so, number two aspect is, it's a simple imposition of the spirit upon the natural eyes. You see both realms at the same time without destroying each other's presence. You need to bear what I'm saying. It's like an imposition of your spiritual eyes on your natural eyes. You see? Your natural eyes are open, but your spiritual eyes are working. And communicating and seeing things. Praise the living God. Are you following it? So you see both realms at the same time. Without destroying each other's presence. You're not destroying your spiritual eyes. You're not destroying your natural eyes. You see what I mean? Right. But you're seeing things. Praise the Lord. Uh, a lot of people who are prophetic operate in this dimension. They could just be seeing you and then talking to you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Sometimes, while I lay hands on people, most of them when I lay hands on you, is when I see certain things that I don't see merely talking to you. Other times I'll be talking. It depends the way God wants to walk at a particular time. But it depends on your growth level in the Lord. Now, early times, like I was saying again, I used to have this experience. When I go to bed, the Lord will give me scriptures. Right? When I pray and sleep, He gave me scriptures. It's like a dream or not a dream, but He gave me scriptures. Now, I came to the point where it was like, this is, this is how God talks to me. So that means I must only sleep before I hear God. So all of a sudden, it ceases to happen. So I was wondering... What has happened to my life? What is going on? All of a sudden I begin to see that I'm walking the road and I'm hearing God talk to me. So what God was trying to show me was, you don't have to remain in that condition for me to communicate to you. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying, alright? Because I had conditioned my thinking to mean that I must sleep for God to give me scriptures. But then he ceased for a while, so I was now wondering what's the next thing. You know, even if I go to bed, I don't get nothing. Until he begins to speak to me, even if I'm walking the streets. Then I begin to realize that, oh no, so God was trying to change my frequency. Uh, you see the other book that I wrote on understanding the anointing. The first time I wrote that book, I was invited to preach at Arbo. And I was out to speak on the anointing. So, I was driving from McMahon Road there. I had my Bible in my car that day as well. And then, before the bridge, I had the voice, consider my son. I said, what is that supposed to mean? And then the next thing is Luke chapter 4, 17 to 18. I was driving, and this voice was speaking to me. And then the next thing is, think about Isaiah 45, verse 1, which speaks about Cyrus. So I got the message driving, hearing God talking to me. 
And so when I open the Bible and mark up those places, I go to them and start developing the message. That's what I preach. That's where you find the book on grace. I mean, uh, understanding the anointing. That's where it came from. It came on the road. I wasn't sleeping. So God took me away from sleep before you get scriptures to hearing while I'm walking on the road. I don't know if you are following what I'm talking about. Fine. So, sometimes, apart from hearing these voices, you can see things. So that's what is called open vision. Your eyes are open and you are seeing things. And again, sometimes you could be hearing things at the same time. Praise the Lord. Number three, an open vision is like a movie video picture screen. It is not static. The actions are the actions are observable with what look like various scenes moving after one another. This is another thing about open vision. It's like you're playing a movie and you see, if you are, for instance, watching your video, your films, you see different scenes in the film, right? Before you, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That's an open vision. So, God can just flash some pictures and then it can repeat itself, it can come in another form. You could be seeing things like that. Sometimes they will shock you. There are things you've never seen before. Right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So that is open vision. Okay, let me show you another one. I have a couple that came in here, they wanted to get married, and they came for counseling. And both of them were sitting before me. And I wanted to pray. Then I say, join your hands together, they join their hands together. And as soon as I was about to pray, I saw a man standing. The man just walked from behind the boy and standing between them with the regalia of this Oboni society. And he was just standing and looking at me. Then I stopped the prayer and asked them, Whose parents or relations are Oboni man here? And the boy said, My uncle. My father is dead. And my uncle now is now my father. He's an Oboni person. As he just appeared here, I just saw him standing between both of you. And so the girl was afraid, and I said, no, you don't need to be afraid. God showed us that I will pray that you know how to walk with wisdom by the time you finally get married. You see what I mean? Yeah, you can definitely see things. They appear to you with your eyes open. But especially in the process of prayers, this thing happens more when you really want to pray. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. All right. Then, um, number four, in terms of open vision, voices and sounds of the figures involved are heard and are seen. That's very important. Sometimes the things you see in an open vision, you can hear sound coming out of them. They can talk to you. They can communicate to you. There can be people talking to you. Right? You can hear. Because it's like a film. It's like a video you're playing. You can literally see these things and hear them. But you are yet to hear a vision. You can be communicating your vision. I was speaking to the bishop that visited me today. We're having an experience, and I was trying to describe something to him. But that was more of a dream, but yet there was a sound in it. You know, when I had some issues, and I saw my father sitting down under a very nice tree, and then facing the compound where I was supposed to be seen. In that vision, like a picture. And then he was rocking himself. You know, the chair he was sitting on was a rocking chair. And they're looking at me and he was laughing and smiling. And I was saying, come on, what is this man trying to do? You know, because I have problems, I have issues at that particular time. And the next thing he spoke to me is, the flood is over. And the vision left off. 
the flood is over. So, that moment I knew that the pressure I was going through is abated. You see, when the flood was over for Noah, he came to the dry land. Is that okay? Right. So, these are the things sometimes God speaks this thing to you to direct you, to lead you, to guide you, and to give you a double assurance of the victory He has gotten for you. So, it's important that you grow up to the place where you can literally experience this thing I'm talking about. There shouldn't be stories, there should be your daily experiences. And the truth of it is, you can have these visions we are talking about on various forms now. Open vision, night vision, dreams, prophetic vision. You can have all of these things. Is that okay? Yeah. Any one of them can come to you. You can experience any of these things by your life. Praise the living God. Alright. Number five on open vision. Several related and unrelated paths are given to us as we keep seeing different and unrelated things after a short interval from the first one. Most of all, these things are related to each other, though they may appear on intervals. So, what I mean to say is, dreams can come, I mean, this vision can come, and another vision can come, but the, the, the best picture I can give to you is when you're watching a film. You already know the theme of the film. You know what is going to happen, maybe at the end of the film you're watching, or the title tells you what exactly is going on. But it's a different scene begin to appear, which... When you pull them together, you get a total picture of what the film is all about. Is that okay? Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm saying. Different films, I mean different scenes playing before your eyes. And different platforms, and they can be related, and, but different intervals. What I mean is, a scene can just come in now, and it shuts off, and another one comes in, which is not like what you were seeing before. A different thing, but... If you study the two uh, pictures before you, they are saying of the same thing. It's like the theme, but different scenes being played out. Is that okay? Right. That's the way it happens. And I'm saying you can experience these things if you truly have developed your spirit man. That is why, you see, the attention you give to your daily activities should not outweigh the attention you give to your spiritual development. The reason is because you are primarily a spirit person living in a natural realm. So your spirit realm ought to guide your natural realm. Hallelujah. Amen? Alright. Okay, number six, an open vision. An open vision carries with it a sense of urgency and quick response is needed. Take note of that. An open vision carries a sense of urgency. A quick response is needed. Normally they provide a sense of direction and guidance to what we are presently doing. Now, the open vision throws new light on the timeline situation or conversation. Or conversion, whatever it is. Now, what I'm trying to picture, I mean, trying to make you understand it. Open vision, often and again, is something that wants to give you direction on what to do. And it has to be done almost at the same time, instantly. That's one of the things about the issue of open vision. It's direct and it wants you to act. Is that okay? Again, I'll relate to you the open vision I was talking about after I read when I was 
traveling to Lagos. How I many of you can't remember that story? That was an open vision. Now here was the man coming in front of the car, but as the car is going towards the man, the man is moving backward like a mirage. And he was talking to me and speaking to me concerning Abraham, his marriage, and so on and so forth. I could write the place of the authority of a man. Instantly, I brought out a jota and I was writing. You see, some of those things you need to document instantly, or else you can easily forget them as well. But because they are open vision, it's not deep, I mean, it's not very difficult for you to recollect because it's like you're seeing somebody, you have communicated with somebody. Is that okay? Right. So, this is the kind of conversation or conversion that takes place is so critical for you to know that God wants you to act instantly. He wants you to do something about what you are seeing right now. Open vision demands urgency. Is that okay? Right. Remember I told you that dreams could be future, present, and, I mean, past, present, or future. Is that okay? You remember that? Those are dreams. Dreams could be past, present, or future. You can have a dream that speaks about your past. You see, God could be speaking or telling you something about your past, what could have happened, or something like that. Or it's talking to you for the present, or it's speaking to you about what is going to happen tomorrow. Those are dreams. You know, um, sometimes, for those who are not in the Christian circle, a lot of people call them clairvoyants. You see things, you know, which ordinarily you are not supposed to see. Is that okay? Yeah, your inner eyes are seeing some things that you are not supposed to see. You know, this is so important for you to understand. Okay, the third one I want to talk about tonight is the word trance. And the last one is going to be tangible visitations. Trance. We said that before in Acts chapter 10, we find a trance there. But let's look at Acts chapter 22, verse 17. Acts 22, 17. Trance. Bible says, And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. Paul is writing. And saw him saying unto me, Make haste, get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimonies. I was in a trance and I saw him. Who did he see here? Jesus. I'm telling you, get thee quickly out of Jerusalem. For they will not receive that testimony in this place. I mean, that's one of the best ways to walk with God. Hallelujah. That you don't keep on doing things you are doing and then you are just doing them without some revelation or personal conviction from the Lord. No. So now Paul was here in this place trying to minister and the Lord appeared to him and said, Get thee out and let it be quick. For they are not going to receive that testimony in this place. It's like laboring in vain if you have to be in Jerusalem. And we we'll talk about Jesus. Nobody will go to receive at that particular time. So you move out. And you see what happened when he got to Acts 16, like Acts 16, the man in Macedonia said, come over to Macedonia. That was an open vision. He saw a man. Is that okay? And the man talking, come over to Macedonia and help us. You see that? Good. So here he simply said, go out of Jerusalem. And do that quickly, for they will not receive your testimony about me in this place. Now, how beautiful that looks like. That as a child of God, God can direct your footsteps in ministry, in whatever thing you're doing. Uh, even in business, directing your footsteps. You know? Hallelujah. Okay. So, that is open vision. 
Again I said, this is a spiritual experience. Trance is a spiritual experience allowed into our spirit in a state that is more or less half asleep. I'm describing what is trance. In trance, like Paul was, he wasn't sleeping, as it were. Right. He wasn't sleeping. Like one of the trance I had around 2008, I'm sure, you know, in, in South Africa. And I was, I was so tired and I was lying down. All of a sudden I find myself, somebody calling me, Dave, 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 three times. And you know, and I turned in the trance and I was able to see the figure calling me. Amen. And when I came out of the trance, I was amazed because this is somebody that I've not seen for almost about 20 years as of that time. So I picked my phone and I just made contact. And we were able to communicate. And we knew exactly why the person was calling me. That was trance. I don't know if you what I'm talking about. You see, that's trance. I wasn't sleeping, yet I was not awake. I was just lying down. So that is the way it goes. You can be in trance, you're not sleeping. That is why, if you really want to walk in the spirit, you don't have to allow so many things to distract you. If you really want to always see how that you are led of the Lord, you don't have to allow so many things to distract you. That is why as much as possible, I don't like to watch certain things before I go to bed. Because they can interfere with the ministry that God wants to bring forth in your spirit. Those things you see be playing in your spirit. So, to get yourself cleaned out, even if you watch a film, it's better when you go to sleep, you pray. So it's like you're cleaning out your mind and your spirit before you go to bed. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you're supposed to do is to communicate as well. Hallelujah. So you can have opportunities and privileges where you can go into trance, and you see things uh, ordinarily that you're not even thinking about. You just begin to see them manifest. You begin to see them. Hallelujah. So trance is half asleep and half awake. Number two, trance, the human spirit enters and participates in the spirit dimension as a person does in the physical and natural world. That's trance. You see, your spirit enters into the, into the spirit realm and becomes active. As if you are active in the natural life. That is trance for you. Amen? Did you get that? Your human spirit enters and participates in the spirit dimension as the person does in the physical and the natural world. That's the way trance works. You can be active in the spirit. You are not sleeping, you are not working. Remember, Peter had a trance in our chapter 9. Is that okay? The are now 10 now. Remember the story? Good. When God had to tell Peter, the basket came, remember that? Basket came down and then yeah. several reptiles on the basket and the voice came and said, Peter, kill and eat. You know the story, right? Good. And Peter was not saying, no, I've not eaten it.